Welcome to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, where we talk about issues facing our Big Island community. Island Conversations, Sunday mornings on KWXX at 6.30 and on B97B93 at 7 a.m. Or listen anytime at kwxx.com. Island Conversations, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916. Now, here's your host and producer, Sherry Bracken. Aloha. Welcome to Island Conversations. If you're on the big island of Hawaii, you may hear Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken. That's me. On the radio on Sundays on KWXX or on B97B93. And the Island Conversations interviews air again the following Friday on KPUA 670 AM in Hilo. But you may always hear Island Conversations as a podcast at kwxx.com or at b97hawaii.com. I have to say that I've never heard people on the Big Island be quite as upset about something as they have been about Hawaii County's decision to effectively stop most recycling, and that includes all recycling of plastics. So I applaud anybody who is trying to remedy the situation. I had the honor of being the Master of Ceremonies for the Hawaii Business Plan competition several weeks ago, and one of the contestants was Maddie Mae Larson with her company, Upcycle Hawaii. Although she did not win the competition, she really presented a compelling case for the work that she is doing and has been doing for about a year in recycling certain kinds of plastics. So I wanted to learn more. So my conversation today is with Maddie Mae Larson of Upcycle Hawaii. Here it is. So Maddie Mae, tell us, what is Upcycle Hawaii? Well, we are a big island brand and we make products from materials that would otherwise end up in our landfills. That's kind of how I like to sum it up. It's a really long story if I try to tell the whole thing. (laughs) Okay, well, basically, am I right that you're taking plastic materials and making things? So what kind of plastics are going into your products? So we mainly focus right now on sheet plastics, um, and they are low-density and high-density polyethylenes. But you know everything comes to Hawaii wrapped and shipped in plastics. You go to Costco and you buy your toilet paper, that's wrapped in plastics. So we utilize those materials to grind them down and remelt them. Okay, so when you say polyethylene, remember that I'm one of those this people who I know, has I no idea myself. what you're talking about. Am I, are we talking just plastic bags and, and wrapping? Are we talking plastic bottles? What is it that you're taking in? So right now we're taking in just sheet plastics, which are mainly plastic bags. Um, we do have some plans to process harder plastics, but it's going to take a bit more research and development and obviously fundraising before we're ready for that. Okay, how did you get started in this business? What was your inspiration? You know, Sherry, it goes back to being a kid, really. I have been tinkering and reusing, and my mom used to call me a little MacGyver because I would take all their materials and and remake them into other things. I've been sewing and crafting since I was a single digit year old or, you know, ages. And, um, you know, it kind of just grew into a passion. And I finally kind of like really nervously entered my first farmer's market in November of 2014. And I got such a great response from the community that that's what's really motivated is the conversations that helps me start and, um, you know, the, the response that I get. Okay, so where do your raw materials come from right now? So right now, they come mostly from big businesses. In fact, I literally filled my Prius, like we stuffed it to the gills with clear plastics um, that came from a water bottling facility on the island. And so I started collecting, you know, smaller plastics from family and friends. But now that my business has grown, we've really seen big resources in working with local businesses. 
Can ordinary people give you regular plastic? Can I, if I have uh, in my car right now, well, let's say a container of toilet paper that I bought at Costco and it's wrapped in plastic, can I give you that? Yes, absolutely. In fact, our colored shredded plastic line is kind of taking off in popularity right now. So we are looking for all of your, like you said, toilet paper wrappers or plastic packages that are clean and dry. Okay, so what is it you're doing with this? Like, what do you make? Some of my most popular products are my zipper pouches. I really like to make things that are functional. In fact, a year ago, we released our Bring Your Own Cutlery Pouches. So they are made from our melted plastics. Um, They're little pouches, which are then stuffed with a bamboo, fork, knife, spoon, chopstick, and straw. So we're kind of promoting the idea of, you know, reducing as well as reusing and repurposing. And then, of course, we make jewelry because everybody loves jewelry. But really, pouches and handbags and jewelry drive our sales. And where are you selling your products? So we're very fortunate to have about 15 wholesale accounts all around the state of Hawaii. We are on the big island from Javi to Hilo. And so some of my favorites include the local verse store right here in downtown Hilo. And then up in Javi, you can head to Elements and they have one of the largest varieties of upcycle products on the island. Okay, where else on the Big Island? On the Big Island, you can find some of my stuff at Aesthetic Gallery at the King Shops. Ira Ono carries some of my materials at the Volcano Garden Arts. And let's see, Dolphin Quest offers um, some of my dolphin-themed product lines. And I'm sure I'm forgetting a few, but we're really excited to um, now have four accounts over on Oahu that are selling our goods. So it's exciting. Well, that's pretty cool. So... Help us understand, though, what the actual process is. Like, when you get plastics in, how do you turn it into something else? People have asked me that. What's your manufacturing process? Totally. Um, We still do a lot of things by hand. But those sheet plastics, really, there's no way to grind those down with a machine. So we use our our brute strength in our arms. Uh, We cut those plastics down. We shred them using sharp blades. And then using heat presses and the like, we actually melt those into thicker layers until we know that it's the, the right thickness to be able to be sewn. And then we have ways of decorating those that include layering the colored plastics on top, but also include painting between the layers because we are inundated with so many clear plastics. We had to come up with some sort of way to you know give those some color and, and have them pop. And then we still sew all of our finished products right here in downtown Hilo. How many folks are working for you? So right now I have two part-time employees who also happen to be UH Hilo students. Oh, that's really nice. That's so funny because just recently I went to a Hawaii Island Chamber meeting and Chancellor Bonnie Irwin from UH Hilo was the speaker and she was talking about getting students more engaged in the community and getting students into businesses in the community so they see what the possibilities are and then they tend to stay in the community since that clearly is a desirable thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, I've got one girl graduating in December and I'm really hoping that we can figure out a way to keep her around because she's, you know, proving to be a lot of value to the company and it's uh, going to be hard to, to see her go if she decides to, um, you know, take other opportunities elsewhere. What is your, and I'll use the term capacity, but how much plastic are you taking in and how many products can you put out at this point at the size you are and taking just what I would call plastic wraps? So, you know, it's so hard to quantify the volume because to be honest, it depends on how people are bringing them to me. If they're like bringing them bunched up in balls, you know, I can take on quite a volume because there's a lot of air coming into that. 
you know, by weight, plastic is not very impressive because sheet plastic doesn't weigh a whole lot. So, so right now, when it comes to the plastics, I'm not at a point of capacity. As far as our product and what we can put out, we're producing right now about a thousand bags a month. And when it comes to our smaller accessories like keychains and earring, we can produce, you know, multiple thousands of those per month. And I'm really excited to have some new stuff coming in next week to help us, you know, further scale that production even more. I'm just kind of amazed. You know, I'm not like a jewelry maker. I'm not a plastic bag or a, or a you know, a, a bamboo utensil bag maker. And a thousand a month sounds to me like really huge output for something that you appear to be doing only manually. You know, it's we, of course, I started 100% manually, right? But I have definitely now designed my products to be products that we can scale. And, you know, it's really mean means that we've changed a lot in the past few years. I mean, I came onto the market really with products that were crocheted by hand. And I learned very quickly that as wholesale accounts were approaching me, those were not the items that were going to be feasibly able to um, promote on, on that level. And so I really had to change my mind as a designer and, and less as a hobbyist and more as a businesswoman. And, and so now we really have to look at our products as we begin to look into new releases and, and how we create now as what are the ways that we can mechanize some of these processes without losing the ability to manufacture them ourselves while as, as we go into trade show season, being able to triple, if not quadruple, our production, you know, throughout the next few months. What's your background in this? I mean, did you grow up manufacturing things? Is that your family background? You know, I, I definitely come from a family of entrepreneurs and I feel really blessed that, you know, you mentioned I grew up in Hololoa and I was surrounded by entrepreneurs. They were artists, they were farmers, you know, I mean, they were construction workers and I don't think anybody in my neighborhood worked a nine to five job. So it really wasn't something that that was normal to me. And you know, Sherry, I'm just a go-getter. In, in college, I studied global environmental science, and then I switched into art, and then I switched into business, and then I really quickly decided that I just wanted to get out of that scene and, and create something on my own. And I'm constantly taking seminars and beating my head into the accounting books and, and doing the things that I need to do to build this business around me. But you know, my background is that I've just been kind of doing these things my whole life, building building up on them. And as somebody who has worked my fair share of jobs on the Big Island, I like to think that all of those jobs really helped train and, and give me a lot of the skills that I'm utilizing today. What are um, some of the kinds of jobs you had before? Well, of course, like, you know, my early coffee picking and magnet picking taught me that hard work really pays off. I worked for a small business, a, a coffee shop in Kona that was really run and owned by the person that created the business and I became a manager over several years and I got to see the inner workings of all of that and and really saw the sacrifice that it took for for you know that person to make you know a successful business I have worked in business centers as a zipline guide um, you know I worked in volcanoes and as a concierge so I've developed clerical skills and accounting skills people skills and sales skills and um, really, those are all things that you need to be to um, you know be a successful entrepreneur. Well, I have to say that I think that your enthusiasm probably does not come from your hard work. It comes from just the way you were raised and your parents and your personality. So what made you decide to open the business in Hilo instead of someplace else on the island, given that you were raised in West Hawaii from the time you were two years old? You know, really, life circumstances kind of rerouted me a little bit. My my family moved down to South Point area, 
about 12 years ago. And so after some changes, I ended up living with my parents for a little bit. And then I found a living situation in Volcano, which kind of centralized me much closer to Hilo. And then it kind of just fell into place where I got an opportunity to sublease a location and kind of jumped into it. And now coming out eight months later, now moving into a larger space, I really realized that Hilo has provided a, a really fantastic opportunity where the rents are a little bit lower, you know, than they would be on the West side. And I'm a lot closer to a lot of resources being that you know, we just we just have more seminars and things of that nature on the Hilo side that I'm able to take advantage of because I'm closer. So so it's although, you know, I, I don't know, it's hard to say if I'll always be a West Side girl at heart. Um, Hilo has really been a landing place for Upcycle Hawaii. You were in the Made in Hawaii show on Oahu, yes, I believe. Tell yes. us about that. Oh, my gosh. It was so exciting. It was... Well, first of all, what is the Made in Hawaii show? Tell us oh, what Oh, it's that amazing. Is. So it is, it's a big show at the Blaisdell Arena in Honolulu, and it showcases exclusively Made in Hawaii products. And of course, as somebody that is a Made in Hawaii brand, it is so cool to be able to be in a venue where we're surrounded by a whole lot of businesses doing the same thing. You know, you go to those farmer's market and you look at people that are importing and you know, you always have that. But it, it's so cool to go to something like Made in Hawaii on such this large scale. It was our first year. It was nonstop. The first morning, the doors are open from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. And we did not leave the booth once. We It was truly amazing. We were able to present our product to a much bigger audience. I do love the Big Island, but I've got to say Honolulu is much larger. So it definitely opened our business to much more possibilities. We gained, um, oh, I want to say, eight to 10 wholesale accounts just since then. And that was in August. And August of 2019. Uh, yeah, that wow. was, what is it, no, November now? So that was just a few months ago. Wow. And we're, we're hoping to see, you know, another few more trickle in, you know, by the end of the year. We saw a huge jump in our internet sales because there was people in Honolulu that may not have wanted to buy at the time, but we're asking about the website. And, you know, really it's helped get the word out on a much larger scale. So you mentioned that you got some new wholesale accounts. So obviously you've talked about the Big Island, that there's several retailers here who are selling your products. Where else are your Upcycle Hawaii products available? So we also sell in Magnolia Boutique, which is located in Kahala Mall. And they were our flagship retailer over there in Honolulu. And we also now have accounts with Global Village, which is located over in Kailua. And we will be shipping our very first order to Homegrown, located at the Pearl Ridge Mall, literally next week. And then, of course, we sell at Dolphin Quest, their location over on Oahu as well. And I'm likely going to misquote the last one because it's the newest. So I'm, I'm, I'm afraid to, um, to misspeak, but they're happening so quickly that I can't remember them all. <laughs> Oh, that, that's maybe a good problem to have. It, it is. It is. <laughs> is there any place out of Hawaii that is currently offering your products or is that not within your business plan at this time? So we do work with a um, distributor over in Japan. Really? Um, and yeah. And in fact, we just got back from a meeting in Tuesday to have a much larger conversation with some Japanese buyers. And so we are hoping to see some real growth in the Japan market in 2020. And we have a couple of small accounts on the mainland, but we are kind of planning to go to the Surf Expo in January over in Florida. 
So that would be one of the um, a big exposure to get us in USA mainland retailers. And just a brief interruption to remind you, this is Island Conversations. I'm Sherry Brack and your host and producer. Island Conversations is on the radio on the Big Island of Hawaii on Sundays at 6.30 a.m. on KWXX, 101.5 in Kona and 94.7 in Hilo, and at 7 a.m. on 93.1 in Kona and 97.1 in Hilo. And then the interviews rebroadcast the following Friday on KPUA 670 AM in Hilo at 8.30. This week, we are talking with Maddie May Larson. Her company is Upcycle Hawaii, and she is currently recycling flat plastics, sheet plastics, at a time when Hawaii County has pretty much stopped recycling all plastics, so this is really positive. Next week, our guest is scheduled to be Hawaii County Prosecuting Attorney Mitch Roth. The week after that, we'll be talking with two athletes who are fairly challenged. They both are double amputees above the knee, and they both did Ironman. And then the following week, my guest is scheduled to be Hawaii County Mayor Harry Kim. If you have questions for the mayor or any of my guests, please do email me as quickly as you can at sherry, S-H-E-R-R-Y, at K-W-X-X dot com. I always welcome your input. Before we get back to our interview with Maddie Mae Larson, I want to mention that since she and I talked, she and one of her mentors, Tony Ivey, who is a business consultant, have started a GoFundMe page for Recycle Hawaii to try to get the business to be even more robust as it is. You can get all the information about the crowdfunding campaign and about Upcycle Hawaii at their website, upcyclehi.com. Before we go back to our discussion, a word from our great sponsor, KTA Superstores, which employs more than 800 people, almost 900 here on the Big Island of Hawaii. At KTA, local and fresh means you get the very best Hawaii Island has to offer. The grass-fed meats you find at KTA are raised without added hormones or antibiotics. Our seafood department is stocked with sustainable choices caught in local waters by local fishermen. KTA carries the largest selection of Hawaii Island homegrown produce. Our mountain apple brand is all local, so you know it's fresh and delicious. Local and fresh always tastes best at KTA. And now, with a big thank you to all of our listeners for being with us, we're going back to our conversation with Maddie Mae Larson of Upcycle Hawaii. So let's talk about your future plans. I mean, clearly you sound to be pretty successful now, but I guess the first question is, for the kinds of plastics that you're using Mm -hmm. today, which is the wrapped plastic, if people want to take their clean wrapped plastic to you or get it to you, How does that happen? Because clearly, like I said, people are just super upset that the county has pretty much stopped recycling. That said, they didn't really recycle the plastic wrapping. No, they never did. That was they were looking at ones and twos and fives and things like that. Yeah, you know, sheet plastics present a really interesting dynamic. In fact, if you look into them worldwide, they're they're really not recycled much at all because they they gum up the works of big material resource facilities. And so that's one of the reasons we zeroed in on those right away. You know, it really happened when we were in the height of the Hawaii bag ban. And, you know, as somebody who is also an environmentalist and I do beach cleanup work with Hawaii Wildlife Fund, 
you know, the plastic bags and amongst the trees and all over the bushes was something that really has been a sight from my childhood. And so that was the real motivation. We plan to continue to process those and we would love for you to bring them to us in our studio. Um, we would like to, you to ask you to set up an appointment with us because we're not always there. Um, to do so, you can call me and that's 808 937 Five six zero eight. Okay, and that's on your website too, Upcycle Hawaii. Upcycle H I. Okay. Dot com. Upcycle. That's true. I went to Upcycle Hawaii and I got something else. <laughs> so it's Upcycle H I. Dot com. Yes. So you said bring it to your studio, which is where? So we are located at 421 Kalani Koa Street, and but more conveniently, as most of you may know, it is right upstairs from Hilo Lunch Shop. <laughs> is now. There are plenty of people on the island who are not in Hilo. Is there any place else on the island that is collecting this material for you? You know, not yet. Um, And to be completely honest, part of the reason for that is if we set up um, material collection centers, a lot of what happens is I end up getting materials that I simply just can't take and then it becomes a burden and what's happened is I've ended up having to close them down. So so I can somewhat commiserate with the county. I, I understand, you know, that really good donators will create a good program. And so right now I'm asking more people to come directly to my studio so I can show them what's good and what's bad. However, I have tons of evangelists who want to take your materials. In fact, I do have some folks on the Kona side who will likely take them for you, but please contact me. I'm not going to give you their information um, on this venue. Um, And so I'm hoping to grow that material collection program, um, but I want to do so in a way that, um, you know, to be completely honest as a business owner, doesn't create, um, you know, a cumbersome problem and, you know, um, take uh, important resources away from, you know, the time that we already need to, to, to work. Well, what you said really is interesting and sadly true that a lot of people, and I talk to people who are smart people who acknowledge that they were not careful about what they put in the recycling bins and having been in the, not in, but at the Kalakehe recycling bins, I would see stuff in the bins all the time that I knew was not the right materials. And, you know, so I have to say that the problem the county is having is partly our fault because we just weren't doing the right thing but this is good if you are willing to take sheet kind of plastics which would be you know if you go to costco and buy the millions of paper towel rolls and they come in a giant plastic wrapper or paper towels or things like that it's nice to know that there's a place they can go what's your plan for the future though will you be taking for example the plastics number one and two plastic bottles things like that tell us about your business and what your plan is how you plan to expand and change yeah absolutely you know even right now we don't just process plastics it's definitely the driver of our business and of course it's the hot topic right now we also process a large amount of rubber inner tubes that we collect from bicycle shops as we all know those rubber inner tubes once they pop there is no recycling um, you know resource for those but you know we we have big plans. You know, we see this as a new economy for Hawaii Island. I want to create jobs while simultaneously, you know, helping to keep our landfills clean and also driving education around our island. As you've reiterated to me, you know, it's it's really important um, that we all remind each other that, you know, plastics aren't all the same and there are things that we can do with a lot of them. You know, we definitely want to be processing hard plastics, hopefully within the next 12 months. 
we already have the product line designed. You know, it's just going to be coming up with the capital and, and finding the place to put that. And we have plans for much larger materials also. So, um, you know, I don't want to let too many cats out of the bag. But, you know, when it comes to turning materials that are getting thrown away, you notice I try to avoid using the word trash because I, I'm trying to get rid of that vernacular in general. But when it really, when it comes to trash, there's so much opportunity. And, you know, right now I'm focusing on the materials that are right in front of us and the product line that's selling. But I think that we have the potential to really, you know, turn our trash into treasure, as I like to say, or or even to those uh, investors out there, turn our trash into cash and turn a new economy out of a problem. You know, as an entrepreneur, they say we're problem solvers and this is a big problem and, and I don't see it as a problem, Sherry. I really see it as an opportunity. And, and I guess I'm blessed with that, with that brain, um, as it were, but the trash keeps me up at night and I have, um, I have an endless supply of ideas to keep it at bay. I just have to keep myself at bay in order to, you know, keep getting the task at hand done. Okay, well, let's talk about the money. If you were on Shark Tank on CNBC, they would be asking you about this, like, what kind of money are you making now? You have right. yourself and you have two employees. Right. I mean, are you making enough money to provide for your your building, paying for employees, paying for the insurance, paying yourself? Because a lot of entrepreneurs actually work for free. So tell us about that. So yeah, absolutely. I have been officially working for free again for the last few months since I've hired employees. You know, I'm really fortunate to have a side gig that pays my personal expenses, so I really don't have to totally stress out about that. And so right now we are paying all the bills and we are profitable. I mean, we've been profitable for the last three years. And really, as we grow in business, the problem occurs to where our much larger accounts, they like to be paid on this thing called terms. So as we grow, we get a lot more money, but it tends to come in on a much later schedule. So it's it's really about managing all that and making sure that all the puzzles fall into peace and, and not reinvesting into the company too early. Can you give us a sense of your gross and your net revenues at this point? Yeah, you know, last year, we, I by myself, I looked at about $20,000 gross. Now, I couldn't tell you what the net was, but I know it was maybe around 11 or 12 or so. And that was by myself operating out of my home. This year, we will be tripling our sales, so I'll be bringing in about 60 or so gross, hopefully a bit more than that. We'll have to see what the holidays bring, so don't forget to shop online. Um, and then it'll be, I couldn't tell you what the net is because I'm into a whole new fun game of um, net operating costs. So it'll be a bit of a lower net this year, I would imagine. For you to expand, you mentioned that you do need capital. What specifically do you want to do to expand and what's it going to cost? What kind of capital are you going to be seeking? So right now, in order to expand, we really just kind of need to approach the market and get these larger orders and have a little bit of a higher level of operating cost. So, you know, I when looking for would be, you know, needing a minimum of about $20,000 to get those operating costs, you know, managed for the next few months as those larger orders come in and we wait for them to pay us. But also we want to use half of that money to invest in some of these big trade shows going forward. We saw a huge return of investment from the Made in Hawaii Festival, and that was, of course, just here within the state of Hawaii. And that was more of a business-to-customer trade show, so we'd like to get into more of those business-to-business -business trade shows. And so we would use um, you know, about $10,000 of that or so to invest in the next trade show. To be on the real and the level, we would be asking for $150,000 if we could get it to, to really um, triple our um, production immediately. I would look at turning one of our employees into a full-time employee at that point. 
point and then we would essentially just hit the ground running um you know with twenty thousand dollars we'd be able to scrape by and make it work um it just would wouldn't quite be the the leap forward that we're looking for well, it's very interesting because, of course, now that the county is not recycling, there's more attention being paid to people like yourself who are doing alternative things. But the thing is, you already have a going concern. You have a business, and so that's actually positive. It's not something you want to do. It's something you are doing, which I think is really positive. Before we say aloha, what else would you like to add that we should all know about Upcycle Hawaii? Well, just know that we're here. You know, as you've said a few times, you can visit us at upcyclehi.com. You know, I try really hard that, um, you know, the product isn't the forefront of our business. It is about education. So I do have a written and a video blog that you can see on my website. And I do promise to start to publish on a more regular basis as, um, you know, beginning to have a little bit less of a time crunch on my schedule. But most importantly that, you know, we are all a part of the community and we all have dozens of opportunities every day to be a part of the change. And so I just urge you to be a part of that change and um, not just by, you know, supporting companies by Upcycle Hawaii and obviously trying to reduce and reuse in your own daily routine, but also by supporting other local businesses. It's really kind of cool and exciting to be a part of what I feel to be a new upcoming thriving small business reconnaissance here on the big island of Hawaii. And so we really appreciate you all. And one of the biggest ways that we can have a positive environmental impact is actually to shop right here at home. So, you know, with the upcoming Small Business Saturday and Black Friday, and that's kind of the message. And, and really, we're all a part of the solution. And I wouldn't be here without you all and your kind words of encouragement. And so I do appreciate you for keeping me going. Maddie Mae Larson, Upcycle Hawaii. Thank you so much for your time. Aloha. Aloha, Sherry. Thank you. And you may find out more about Upcycle Hawaii at the website upcyclehi.com. And you may hear this island conversations and all of them as podcasts at kwxx.com or b97hawaii.com. This is Island Conversations. I'm Sherry Bracken. Until next time, please, let's all live and drive with aloha. Ahoi ho. Thank you for listening to Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, available anytime at kwxx.com. We welcome your feedback and suggestions at info at kwxx.com. Join us next week for another Island Conversations with Sherry Bracken, brought to you by KTA Superstores, where you're someone special every day since 1916.